0: What's stopping the Dodgers from taking the National League West crown yet again? There are multiple reasons to doubt a repeat division crown in Los Angeles, and we'll tell you why. This is a Locked On MLB NL West preview.
1: You are Locked On MLB, your daily MLB podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
0: Hello, baseball fans, and welcome to Locked On MLB, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. This is the Daily Podcast. We talk about all the Major League Baseball. I am your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. You can call me Sully. I am an Emmy-nominated television producer who has been hosting a daily baseball podcast for well over a decade. And I'm starting my fifth season here at the Lockdown Podcast Network. Follow us at Lockdown MLB Pods on Twitter and Instagram. I'm your pal Sully. and Sully Baseball on Twitter, Sully Baseball Podcast on Instagram. And welcome to a special Lockdown MLB where we preview the National League West. Thank you for making Lockdown MLB part of your day. We are part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day on today's podcast. Can the Dodgers repeat as division champs of the West? Who will stand in their way? How will the Padres fare after a supermarket sweep piling up of the superstars? Are there any surprises in store for the division? What happened to the Giants who won every game a few years ago? Hey, the Diamondbacks and Rockies, they're still here. Can either one of them surprise? Well, guess what? For today's episode of the Lockdown Podcast Network, we are bringing in all of the hosts of the National League West shows, Dodgers. Jeff Snyder, Lockdown Dodgers, talked to us a little bit about this off season. By the way, I apologize to you last time you were on my show, we were talking about what a great season Gavin Lux was going to have, and then the nanosecond I hit publish, he went on to disable us for the rest of the year. So maybe we should hold back on praising some of the Dodgers. Uh, because apparently, I destroy players, but uh what are your thoughts on a, a a relatively tranquil shopping season for the Dodgers, but still sky high expectations
2: yeah, you know i i wasn 't too surprised because the Dodgers business model has rarely been sign the top free agents they they spend money when they need to, but uh, free agency isn 't the only way to build a team, and it 's definitely not. Andrew Friedman's favorite way to build a team. And so, yeah, when when it became clear that the free agent market was going to be crazy, I think they made the choice to mostly sit it out, recognizing that uh, they won 111 games last year. And yeah, they're, they're going to go down. They were going to go down, even if they had you know, signed the top three free agents, they probably still would have won fewer than 111 games. Uh, I hope your your mom liked that fewer instead of less. Uh, but uh, they, they were probably going to drop anyway. And uh, yeah, I mean, chances are the Dodgers are going to, it'd be at least 10 games worse than they were last year, but they're still going to have a really good team because you still have a base of Freddie Freeman and Mookie Betts and Will Smith. And uh, you know, when we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, we talked about Gavin Lux, obviously he's not there, but uh, Max Muncie will probably be better than he was last year. Uh, JD Martinez should be at least as good as Justin Turner was. And I mean, really you're it's Trey Turner, Trey, the loss of Trey Turner is the big loss and yeah, it, it, it's, uh, it's not ideal, but, It's okay, and I think the Dodgers are going to be a pretty good team, and I'm actually pretty excited that the division should be more competitive this year.
0: When you take a a look at um, four of the last five full seasons, meaning the 162-game season, not counting the COVID year, on four of the last five years, the Dodgers have won 100 games or more in each one of the years, actually 104 games or more each one of those years. Uh the low the low watermark was the twenty seventeen team with hundred and four wins of that bunch. Uh the one year in the, the, the two years in that bunch they didn't win hundred games it was obviously the COVID season, which they that twenty twenty. They did okay in the postseason.
2: And they they only uh, won the equi- the on pace for 116 wins that during right. the regular and season. They had the
0: highest win percentage. Then then the twenty eighteen year with ninety two wins um, that was year they wound up going to the World Series and they. Why would you really bring up 2018 much. with Paul here? <laughs> I, well, look at I look, at, look like at eons
3: look, ago, neck yeah, and neck was... with the Dodgers <laughs> in the last game of the season for the Rockies. Boy, howdy.
0: I want to thank uh, the Boy, great director, yeah. John Houston, for showing up here. Uh, that was a nice up-to-date reference for the uh, octogenarian. Yeah, we, we've got our
2: silly show. old man reference out of the way here for the episode.
0: Well, I how could it be believe, more you know? old man than the the the, the, the crusty fisherman who just showed up there, <laughs> ironically, in the Rockies, where well, there's not a lot of fishermen. Like, they're just not biting here on the <laughs> All let right, let's, we'll talk about a potential challenger for Los Angeles. We're going to move on over to the San Diego Padres. And as someone who grew up a huge Red Sox fan, i got to say, it's just not fair when you see small market teams like the Cubs and the Red Sox losing all their players to the big bullies in town. The Padres just constantly buy their players and buy their t- titles. Um, this is a year that the Padres have not made it subtle that a wildcard berth is not enough this year. And they're hoping that Bob Melvin could be the Dusty Baker of this year, of the manager who has done everything but win a World Series title with multiple teams. And now he's surrounded him. He's the, the opposite of the A's where they kept taking away his stars. Now, Xander Bogarts is what? The number three best player on the team right now? I mean, this is extraordinary that the Padres have become one of the glamour franchises, something we have not seen since Gary Coleman starred in the film, the kid from left field back in 1980, uh, Javier Reyes, tell me a little bit about, well, is this a dynasty and will the Padres win four titles in a row?
4: Here's the thing, Sully. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. There's been a lot of talk this off season about the Padres, You had Jeffs the Snydog talk a little bit too much before. And Pepio and all these guys. Oh, we just lost our best player. It's no big deal. Well, I think it is a big deal, folks. Because I think... Give me one second so I could pull up my my data here. Yeah. Um, (laughs) And
0: you can enter the matrix, apparently.
4: (laughs) Yes. Look, it was an amazing offseason for the Padres. Xander Bogarts being the leading person of that. You know what I mean? But I think that they also did enough to, enough kind of like under the radar moves. I think that Nelson Cruz and Matt Carpenter and Robert Suarez were some, you know, the extension they gave him. I think were some really good moves. And I think that they can hopefully compete if everything goes the right way. The pods did make a big statement, and that was we're not going to just, you know, sit back. We're not going to take it easy. Coming off of a, a, a playoff win. Against the Dodgers and then also against the Mets as well. I think that there's a lot of teams that they would typically sit back and be like, "All right, let's grow the farm and whatnot, and try and get some, you know, tertiary players. You know, go out and sign some, some okay outfielders and whatnot. Maybe like some people that the the Giants sign, like a Michael Conforta type. But instead, they went out and got Bogarts, which I think was a big statement to say that they're they're not leaving and they could make a move at any time of the day. Uh, I imagine that AJ Preller. It's been way too long since he's traded a really highly regarded prospect. So we're probably due for that at some point uh, this season, for better or worse. Um, And I think that, you know, while I talk a big game, there's still a lot of questions, though, with this team. And uh, mainly, you know, there's going to be a lot of players playing different positions. How is Fernando Tatis Jr., who's right here in my bobblehead, how is he going to come back from injury? Um, You know, just all the new faces, I guess, or at least new positions for a lot of these guys is going to be really interesting to follow.
0: Let me bring up two things here. First of all, it's interesting you said that um, you know that you know Bogarts was the big the big addition that they made, but I actually think in some ways the biggest move they made for the culture of the team was signing Machado to the long term deal because hmm. that was his opting out would have hung over this team for the whole season. Oh, is he going to opt out? Is he going to go? Is he going to go? And the Padres just said, No, he's here. we we're, we're going to stick around. He's going to be on this club. Hey, the NCAA tournament is heating up. We're going to have the NBA playoffs soon. We're going to have Stanley Cup playoffs soon. This is one of the best times to be a sports watcher and to be putting some money down. There's no better place to get into the action than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. That's because right now FanDuel is giving new customers a no-sweat-first bet up to $1,000. That's $1,000 back in bonus bets if the first bet doesn't win. Just go to fanduel.com slash locked on and sign up today to claim your no sweat first bet. Then you can wager on anything from the money line to point spreads to which team will be cutting down the nets. It's all in an app that's safe and secure and super easy to use. So don't miss out on your chance for a no sweat first bet up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel today. Just go to FanDuel.com slash on to sign up. Make every moment more with FanDuel. Well, there's another team in the National League West who has done the things to kick the Dodgers off the front page, which is one year they win the division and a bunch of years they win the World Series, including one year where the Dodgers won the division. But this team said, ha, we'll take the title. That would be my dad's team always, the Francisco francisco giants ben Caspick is the host of locked on giants really exciting offseason for the giants where uh they put aaron judge and carlos correa in their shopping cart and then put it back in the bin uh before getting to checkout tell me your thoughts on the giants who i don't think were as good as the 107 win team of a couple of years ago but i also don't think we're as bad as the 81 and 81 team that they were last year
1: Yeah, I agree. 100%. Uh, 107 wins was obviously not sustainable. But I think a lot of people kind of ignore the fact that uh, 81 wins was probably not the true talent level of last year's team. And that's kind of normal in baseball for teams to underperform and overperform. And we saw it. I wouldn't say last year was a dramatic underperformance, maybe in the five to 10 win underperformance range versus what I expected. Uh, but it, it certainly was a disappointment coming off 107. And then uh, it seemed like the real thing that was lacking with them was impact star talent. There was a lot of impact star talent out there to sign. And when all is said and done, they did not come away with any of those guys. And that's disappointing. But it is a good thing that they at least tried. And then they made some, you know, solid additions in, like Javi was saying, they're not superstar players but they're just like good players And Michael Conforto who was really really good for the New York Mets for quite a while and he's coming off a down year and then an injury plagued season uh, Mitch Haniger has had some really good years Ross Stripling has had some really good years including last year and Sean Manaya has had some good years and so they've got a lot of guys who bring that upside but it really was the year it felt like to go get a superstar which they Obviously it was a really weird circumstance and that they didn't come away with one, but yeah, we're just going to have to wait and see. Hopefully. I think, I think that's the key point is that last year, maybe the true talent was closer to mid eighties and 90 versus what we Mm -hmm. actually saw. And so if you're starting from that point as kind of what they were, they do lose Carlos Rodon, but they add a bunch of guys. I think they will be in the mix again, but obviously no one's going to have them ahead of either the Dodgers or the Padres.
0: Well, one thing I think is interesting was I didn't have the Giants ahead of the Dodgers or Padres in 2021 when the, the, the Padres made a bunch of big moves and it looked like they were, they were pushing their chips to the center of the table. The Giants are strange because I do think they're a mid-80 win team. And maybe the Giants could be that team if a star, a superstar is on the block around July – that that would be like the burst of energy that the team needs.
1: A hundred percent. And they showed a willingness to go out and get that guy when they got one of the best players available two trade deadlines ago. in Chris Bryant, when they were in the race and it was a really tight race with the Dodgers. And so they were trying to gain a little bit of separation. And so they made the move to get one of the best guys out there. And you make a great point. The Phillies won 87. The Padres won only 89 last year those were the two teams in the NLCS. And then if you look at the Braves in 2021, who won the World Series, they only won 88. And so it is not a prerequisite to go deep into the playoffs and even to win the World Series, winning in the 80s, you know, and so the Giants are in that range, and they hope to be this year's Phillies or Padres. I'm sure they hope to win the division. And obviously, like we saw in 2021, it's possible if you've got a good team that has some upside the ceiling is i mean i don't expect that to happen again but exceeding expectations happens in this game all the time and yeah i just think that if you get into the playoffs the the phillies and the padres will tell you that you have a shot to go deep into the playoffs and even to win a world series and when the giants won their world series in 10 12 14 they were never considered the best team going around and in at least one of those years, they were an eighty-something win team. I think eighty-eight, and well, no, so and they, a wild card team, and they won it they, all. They the, so
0: they were the road wild card team in yep. twenty fourteen when they 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 won the wild card game in Pittsburgh. Speaking of a franchise that won a World Series on a couple of arms and nothing else, Millard of Locked On Arizona Diamondbacks. You and I have talked every week, and look at. Corbin Carroll. The main question about Corbin Carroll is he better than Willie Mays and Hank Aaron, or does he does he just write one tiny step below them at this point?
5: Uh, I think he already has a bust in the Hall of Fame, Sully. So yeah, I think I he's already so. on. the Hall. Yeah.
0: Well, yeah. Uh, for those of you who don't know who we're talking about, uh, Cor- <laughs> by the way, Jeff Snyder is sending me all sorts of messages cuz he's such a smart ass. He said is he better than Jordan <laughs> Luplow. Um the Arizona it. Diamondbacks it. are a they're a team that are filled with good young players that have not gelled yet. They haven't they haven't turned the corner yet.
5: I mean, I don't think the D-backs are winning the division this year, but listen to Ben Caspick in his previous uh statements. Where he talked about exceeding expectations. I think that's what the D backs are going to do this season because, unlike the coastal elites you just talked to, Sully Baseball, us Phoenicians, we have to be a little bit more fiscally responsible. We can't just go out there and buy our way to a championship. Phoenix. That's not what we're doing here in Arizona. That's why Phoenicians, that's why you call us Phoenix folks because we are building this thing homegrown naturally organically we got a bunch of hipsters out here we all like to eat vegan and the arizona Diamondbacks are an organic organization we got a whole bunch of young talent like you just named gave corbin carroll Big extension. Ketel Marte is still there. We got rookies in the rotation. We got young guys in the lineup. And I think the D backs, they went to this offseason. They weren't going to break the bank, but they wanted to retool that bullpen a little bit, get some high velocity relievers in there, get some dudes that could, you know, manufacture some strikeouts. And then once want you to just build on the margins a little bit. We went over to San Fran. We plucked Evan Longoria. He already had a house here in Arizona. We, Added Andrew Schaaf and we brought him back. The sheriff is back in town. The D-backs are just building around the margins. This is not going to be a team that wins 90 plus games. But like Ben Kaspik said, you might only need 87, 88 games to make the postseason and maybe even make the World Series. So for the D-backs this season, I don't think they're going to win the division. I don't think they're going to be buying with the Padres and Dodgers. They're clearly better than us. But when you say We need three teams to face plant in the division to get better. No, Sully, I'm already saying it. The D-backs are better than the San Francisco Giants. Look at the two teams on paper. Tell me what phases of the game the Giants are better in than the (laughs) D-backs. I'm clearly in on the D-backs. Maybe winning 80 games. I think the D-backs will probably be a low 81 team. I don't think they make the postseason, but once again, with September rolls around, me and you are going to be doing our Monday crossovers, and we're going to be looking at the standings and saying, wow. D backs ahead of the Giants in the standings in the month of September, and only a couple games back of a wild card. Anything is possible. Um,
0: That's right. You know, clearly, clearly, uh, you're uh, you're high on the
5: Diamondbacks. Cool. I mean, it is, stuff is legal out here in Arizona, yeah. so we are very high on the D backs this season. And I don't think this is a World Series year, but if you're saying this is another year where the D backs progress get to that maybe 500 win mark like i think a 500 season for the d-backs where you look up three weeks left in the season and could at least say you know what we're not out of it entirely we're still three or four games back and we can at least convince ourselves that maybe we can make the postseason and start building dreams of another world series you know whatever like that i think this is just going to be a season for optimism for the d-backs and another year progression for these young players
0: maybe a rough year in colorado although it could be the year that chris bryant shows that uh He showed up for more than just the school system, uh, pulling up Mike Hampton. Um, Give us some reason to watch the Rocks. Give us some reason to have some hope for the Rocks.
3: The Rockies are going to be a better team than they were last year. I don't think you can look at the team last year and then compare it to the team on paper this year and say that this team in 2023 is going to be worse than... Uh, what the Rockies were running out there for, especially a good p- a portion of the middle part of the season. Uh, this is a team that is hopefully going to embrace some of its biggest prospects, including uh, on the left side of the infield. Uh, the Rockies, unfortunately, were losing uh, my uh, uh, my pick for the Rockies' best. Uh, chance at an all-star i know every team gets one but my pick for the rockies all-star and brendan and, and someone i consider to be one of the best second baseman in baseball and brendan rogers uh for the season and uh so you know the, that a quick pivot there but that opens up the path for the rockies to show off two of their of uh, their biggest prospects they finally might be giving a chance to to show why they traded nolan arenado um Elarice montero is 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 on on track to be the starting third baseman hopefully for this team and he was the key prospect in that trade uh but outside of that yeah i i think uh the, the rockies i i'd like to come on this and i usually like to try to fight back and punch back at the at any of these teams but I, I can't sit here and say that i have confidence in the rockies escaping the uh the basement this year uh of the nl west i i just simply think uh all the other teams are are in a much better spot. Are, are, have made better moves and uh, are, are better teams. But the Rockies have a retooled bullpen with some interesting options. I think that going out and getting a, a suitor and 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 extending Denilson Lamet is really interesting stuff. Giving the Rockies actual veteran options out of the bullpen, um, and they don't have to go and finish the season playing five games in san francisco and then they get to go and play six straight games in la they don't have to go up against the NL West nearly as much which could give them a shot but if you're looking for win totals for the rockies i think this is a 75 win team probably at the at the best here this season in in colorado
0: all right, let's take a minute to talk about the ultimate baseball GM. My whole life I've wanted to run my own team, and I used to do it with baseball cards and Stratomatic and video games and fantasy baseball, but nothing is easier, more fun, and more thorough than doing the ultimate baseball GM. And I love our new partner and the sponsor of today's episode. My team. They're the Honolulu Waves, and we're off to a rough start right now. I didn't do the best job of putting together my team, but I got players in the minor leagues. You can call them up. Honolulu's going to win this, and that's the deal. You can create your own team, managing your own professional franchise for baseball, and it's a dream come true. Play as you want and whenever you want to. And now, Locked On MLB listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise when you see the promo code locked on in the game store. The Waves need that. So make sure to check it out. To download the game, just visit probaseballgm.com, scan the code, or look it up in the App Store. That's probaseballgm.com, Ultimate Baseball GM. Start your dynasty today. Who's going to win the West, starting with Paul Holden? Who do, you, who do you, And and look, at, let's take our emotion out of it, okay? Just who do you, if you were going to FanDuel, if you're going to FanDuel and you're throwing a bet down, uh, Paul Holden, who do you think is winning the West?
3: I think the Padres win the West this year. I I just think they, they have built a really good roster. They've been close. They beat the Dodgers in the playoffs last year. I think those games matter, but it's going to be very very close and I think uh the Dodgers will be be in the fight uh the, the whole time, but I, I do have the Padres taking taking the division this year.
5: I think the battle for third place is more interesting and that's why I pick the d back. <laughs> but if I had to pick first place, I guess I would pick the San Diego Padres. I hate to do it. <laughs> D-backs. Uh, I'm <laughs> Do you need it? I- do you want to You're abstain? Do you want to abstain? Saying- do you want to be like New York? Yeah, I, th- I really don't-
0: do.
1: The-
2: don't let him abstain. Say it, Ben.
1: <laughs> it's hard for me to pick against the Dodgers. I think that um maybe the Padres, like if they if you can guarantee me that they stay healthy in the starting rotation, uh, I would probably pick them. But I think that the Dodgers have uh just done too much to over the last decade to for me to pick against them here even though I think it's probably I mean I think I think that picking the Padres might be the right thing to do but it's just hard for me to sit here and guess that the the Dodgers are going to let that happen I think I
4: think I've been thinking long and hard about this I think I might have to go with with my team the Padres but for me Look, I've I've been watching sports for a while, believe it or not. Again, I know I haven't proved it all the time. I don't really know what I'm talking about. But I just think by sheer factor of them having won the division for the past however many years, that eventually that doesn't happen um, and that this could be the year. Again, I already talked about how I'm scared of Jason Hayward. I'm scared of Miguel Vargas. I'm scared of how much unknown there is on this team. I know that sounds weird. But I just, I fear that they have a plan because they usually always do. Um, And my big thing is that I really hope that we get like, you know, it's been a while, but back in like 2012, there was that amazing last day of the regular season. And this never happens in baseball when there was like nine teams. 2011 2011 it was. And it was like across the, it was like watching Red Zone, but for baseball, right? And I think that you, there's a chance that you get that uh, with Padres Dodgers, where it's like the last series of the year, and that determines who wins the division. Um, but it's going to be unbelievably close, and I don't, I don't feel great about picking the Padres. I don't feel like amazing about it, despite my, you know, appearance and everything I said at the beginning of the pod.
2: I agree with Millard that uh, the Diamondbacks will finish third, and uh, I I, dis- I disagree with Miller about everything else as usual, but. Uh, <laughs> All right. No, I, I you know, I, I do think it's going to be closer. I think it's going to be a good battle. I, I think ultimately the Dodgers are going to, you know, pull it out by three or four games. I don't even think it's necessarily going to come down to the last week. I think that battle for third place might come down to last weekend and maybe Evan Longoria gets to repeat his 2011 magic from the final day of the season. Uh, but, uh, but, yeah, I, I think the Dodgers win in the division and uh, I, I think it's going to be close and it's going to be fun. And uh, hopefully, the Dodgers actually having to fight till the end of the season, instead of getting to play the Rockies for the last six games of the season, sends them into the postseason a little bit more prepared so that they don't uh, sleep through an NLDS loss this time.
3: I never want to see six straight games against the Dodgers on the Rockies' schedule for the rest of time, unless it is. I don't somehow... think Dodger fans
2: do either. I, I think for opposite reasons, but I think we can all agree that was stupid.
3: Yeah. I, I, I just couldn't believe it. Like I just, that was just, that was the moment where I was like the balance. That's where I really was in the favor of the, of this, I don't know. Balance is technically the right thing. I know that's what they're calling it, but that, that it was just such a, that, I just threw my hands up and Rockies actually played pretty good in that
0: series.
2: Yeah. Whoever's fault the lockout was, they ruined that season.
0: Yeah. All right. And I'm picking the Rockies to win. Um, so, uh, you know, Chris Bryant, comeback stutter. player
3: of the year. Lock it, though. That's right. my, that's my other way,
0: thing. What, see what I have here? See what I have here? It's a quarter. Heads, <laughs> Dodgers, tails, Padres.
2: All right, let's see it.
0: Padres. And that's cool. how close I think it's hey, going to be.
2: Hey, hey, Ben, will you please change your vote? Because I agree with Javi. I want the lower expectations. You know what? Everybody <laughs>
4: no, picked the Padres. not doing it. Awesome. That's why I did it. I'm You're telling trying you. to make it like. You're trying to make it those NFL game day things where every single panelist picks one team Not the happening. That's the opposite That's what he's that trying to do, I folks. Everything he does is calculated, I'm telling you.
1: And, Miller, the Giants are finishing ahead of the D-backs, just for the record. And no, we, still need to no. place, we need to place our uh, I think our the
2: D-backs back. are going to finish eight games ahead of the Giants. Wow.
1: Ah, hilarious. Save that clip. <laughs> All right, Save everyone. It. Hey, Save um, it! Paul Holden,
0: the host of Locked on Rockies, thanks for joining the show. Where can people uh tell where can they follow you on the Twitterverse?
3: You can find me at uh Paul Holden thirty three. You can also find the show at L O Rockies. That's where you'll get your daily Rockies talk.
0: Thanks so much, buddy Millard of Locked On Diamondbacks. Tell me where they can follow you.
5: Yeah, personal Twitter account at Creator Thomas twenty four, or just look up the show account Locked On Diamondbacks Twitter, Instagram, and please hit subscribe on the Locked On YouTube channel.
0: And then we go to San Francisco, where Ben caswick is standing by. Tell people where they can follow you.
1: Yes, sir. At Ben caswick, You can see it here if you're on YouTube. And uh, daily Giants shows all season long as they finish eight games ahead of the D-backs. It's going to be great.
0: Whoa! Javi Reyes uh, using his AOL connection. Where can we follow you?
4: You can follow me. Uh, my AOL mail is... No, I'm kidding. Uh, J- J-A-V-I-I-P-E-N-O... Uh, for my personal Twitter at LO underscore Potters for the show account. And uh, yeah, Locked on Pieders on YouTube. And here's to a great season. Very exciting.
0: And to the always humble defending champ, Jeff Snyder, where can people follow you?
2: Right there. Snydog, S N I D O G on Twitter. Locked on Dodgers is the show.
0: Follow the show, Locked on MLB. And thanks so much for listening to the National League West preview for the 2023 season. On behalf of Jeff Snyder, Javier Reyes, Ben Katz, Miller thomas and Paul Holden, I am your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call me Sully.